Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's finals week in the NBA and NHL playoffs. Lots to cover in each of those respective series. Plus, the NFL never sleeps with offseason programs alive and well. Mandatory minicamp upcoming. We'll tackle the latest news, notes, and futures markets as well as we welcome you into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM on a Wednesday. Michael Lombardi will be back on the mic tomorrow. I'm Stormy Bonantoni, along as every Wednesday we are with Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN host, senior NBA betting analyst. Um, have you recovered, by the way, from the Eastern Conference final yet? I haven't got to check on you. Uh, and, and what, like anger, happiness, just because oh. it was a long series? What's All up? of the above. Uh, no, I mean, I recovered. So, you know, I had the Celtics ticket, put a little down on Miami Moneyline. So you got a little bit out of that thing. Um, you know, I live in a rented apartment, so the holes that I punched in my wall after Caleb Martin did not win Eastern Conference Finals MVP, easily fixed and for free. So, yeah, I think it came out on top pretty much. Who were you the most upset with when you saw the voting for that come out, by the way? So, first off, I think it's obviously Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller on the broadcast saying that he was – Caleb Martin was the MVP. Like, he said it. And then he voted for Jimmy Butler. How does that happen? I don't know. But can I tell you what irritated me the most out of everything? So I'm watching, and obviously, I, I actually, I, pu- I took my phone, and I put it over like this, because like, I didn't want text messages, I didn't want to, you know, whatever. And I'm watching the broadcast, so I'm like, I, like, I want to find out, you know, organically in the presentation. Alonzo Mourning, he was presenting the trophy. He picks up the trophy, and I see him watching on the broadcast, and he looks over at Jimmy Butler, and he winks at him. And, and without even saying a word, I just like, I just screwed. I was like, "You're serious right now?" And sure enough, you know, he gives it to Jimmy Butler. So that's how I found out. I didn't even I didn't even hear them announce Jimmy Butler. I just saw Alonzo Mourning wink at Jimmy Butler before he gave him the trophy, and I knew it was all over from there. So very disappointing. But I'm okay. I'm okay. It's and for, I didn't really punch holes in my wall, just for no, anybody's wondering. But I know a lot of people felt similar as you. Yeah, he was a very very deserving player for that award. He got better every single game. The efficiency didn't seem mm-hmm. to matter, evidently. Right. You mean over 60% from the floor and over 40% from three? That's really not yeah, valuable. Yeah, like 45% from three. Yeah. Like, just... I will crazy. say, you know, we, we talk a lot. You know, I say this. I, I brought this up with you guys and when we were talking about it when they were down 3 nothing. Uh, it is a good lesson for anybody out there. That was, even though it didn't cash, absolutely the right bet to make. And a lot of the times, there are bets that you make that are the right ones to make, even if they don't come to fruition. Because we, and I say we because like I was on it. I know Mitch was on Mitch Moss was on it. There are a couple of other people on the network. We were correct in saying 40%, or excuse me, 40 to 1, or a 2.4% chance that Caleb Martin is going to win this award is way too low for a guy of his, you know, of, of his ilk and how he was right. playing. And sure enough, he was one vote away from winning the award. So I guess I can always take solace, you know, when I'm when I'm on my deathbed and I'm passing away. According to one article, I'll live until the age of 141. Wow. Um, not just like me personally, all of us. What article? Like, what was? It the... was like some health article that said if you're like under 40 this year, there's high probability because of medical advancements you're going to live it to your 141. Oh my gosh, I'm um, in that range as well. Very uh, exciting yeah, stuff. It, right, I mean, send I, me yes. that link. Uh, at 110, I'll just say at 110, you can end it. Um, 
But you know, when I'm when I'm when I'm when I'm lying on my deathbed, I'll at least be able to tell my kids I had Caleb Martin as the Eastern Conference Finals MVP, and he was one vote away. Reggie Miller actually said, "Yeah." So you know what I mean. So Being Reggie Miller swing. It's a good vote. lesson for everybody. Brutal. Yeah. Um, I, I will say though, Caleb Martin has been probably my favorite, if like one of my favorite, certainly stories that I've seen this entire. Well, you're also a Mountain West so. person. That's yes, that's of, fair. I'm yeah. a little bit biased there, but just I mean, knowing that he was undrafted to Charlotte, they got rid of him, and now he's. Playing his best in his career on the biggest stage is really, really cool. So as we push this forward, the NBA Finals are set to begin tomorrow, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern on ABC. Nuggets, a $4 favorite in the series, and it seems like that keeps going up. Heat, round plus 310. Nuggets favored minus 150, minus 160 on the series spread. Series total set at five and a half games with the over juice to minus 140. And game one at BetMGM, we see it. Denver, an eight and a half point favorite. Other places, I've seen it up to nine. Mm. And I wanted to ask you, so the, the Nuggets obviously have will have had 10 days off before game one. Miami, the quick turnaround after a hard-fought game seven in the series. He'd have played four games since Denver last played one. Um, is there, like, how much is that already baked into this number? Oh, I, I think it's a, a good chunk of it. You know, like, so there's, and we'll tie in the series price with this. Because go back to game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Boston Celtics were eight-and-a-half-point favorites in game one. We discussed that, right? The adjustment from game one to game five, was it, when we were talking about that back in Boston? Um, And yet, for the series, the Celtics were $6 favorites. So something's not computing here. You know what I mean? If you're going to be an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, have the probability of winning this game that you are, according to the betting market, then you should be a much bigger favorite on the series price. So I do think there's some inherent value in that series price, even though we're already at $4. I think it should probably be a little bit higher. Uh, But to your overall point, when you're looking at this number, uh, I think a lot of it is factored in when you're talking about looking at eight-and-a-half, the situation the Miami Heat are in, having played a game seven. We know that even with two days of rest in between game sevens and going into another game one is not the most beneficial situation for these teams. Uh, You know, I thought going into, you know, we talked about this after game seven of the Philadelphia series going into game one of the Miami Heat series for Boston, which was, well, just two days kind of offset the, the, the negative situation of playing off of game seven. Because generally you'll see like the Golden State Warriors. They played Game 7 against Sacramento, had one day off, then were right back into their series with the Los Angeles Lakers, and I thought that was more detrimental. But we saw what happened in Game 1 for Boston. Went out there, didn't perform very well, they lost that game. So it does seem that Game Seven is a pretty negative situation, and it does seem that the market's really buying into this. You know, we're talking about, you said it, nines are popping up. I'm going to assume that nine is the consensus number by the time you reach tip-off on Thursday. And you know what? The fact that on my screen I see a vast majority of nines, I'm willing to say nine and a half would probably be, you know, the number uh, by the time we get to tip-off on Thursday. So I think it's really factored in. I, you know, I thought that this number should just be about like eight, maybe right underneath it. Still would factor into a little bit of a higher series price. But yes, this is all about the situation for the Miami Heat right now. Since 2005, NBA playoff teams with more than a week of rest, so eight plus days, have gone 18 and nine against the number. They almost always seem to win that first game, which will be yeah. a little bit of a different situation for the Miami Heat, who have started each of their respective series oh, so yeah. far, winning game ones on the road. So how will they handle things throughout the rest of the series if they do lose game one like most people anticipate? Yeah, and we always say it, right? Series don't start until a, 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 what is it, a road team road loses team or whatever. Yeah, road team wins, so thank you. Um, so, you know, if they go down 2 nothing, not the worst thing in the world because you have two things, two days back in South Beach or two games back in South Beach. And the benefit for the Miami Heat in the long term of this series, to your point, if they're going to, you know, lose this game or not even hold, you know, not win a road game at all in the first two, the rest situation is so much better in the NBA Finals. Multiple days off in between each and every single game. So you as a team, you're getting a little bit thinner. Jimmy Butler tweaks his ankle. Remember at the end of game seven where it looked like he was kind of coming up limp there too. Uh, All sorts of players for the Miami Heat are dealing with nicks and cuts and bruises. So it's going to benefit Miami as this season goes along, I think, to get more rest in between games and playing every other day like they did in the Eastern Conference Finals. So to your point, like how they handle it, you know, they're a good team. They'll have situations. We can talk about the intricacies of the matchups. But I think as the series goes along, it would benefit Miami only because, especially a guy like Jimmy Butler, who's going to have to do a lot on both ends of the floor in this series, uh, it would help him out to get a lot of a lot of rest in between games. Well, let's start getting into some of those matchups, the most notable of which is going to be how they try to solve the problem that is Nikola Jokic yeah. if you're the Miami Heat. So what stands out to you there? So I wrote about this today. By the way, you can find the series preview off the website yes. of vcin.com. Um so the, the way I phrased it was, you know, when you're looking at this, you know, you could try, you know, you could try to do everything you can against Nikola Jokic. You could throw doubles at him. You can, you know, do all sorts of exotic junk defenses. You can throw anything you want at him. 
But the question I posed in the article today was, what if they do nothing? In that, what if you're just, if you're Miami, you sit back and you look at this and you go, you know, we could probably just throw Bam at a bio on Nikola Jokic. And he's been awesome against Bam at a bio. You yeah. know, shooting, I think I, I'm going to pull up the number here really quickly against him. Uh, let's see, 63% against Bam at a bio overall in their matchup over the last two years. 68% from the floor against Miami. They've had a lot of trouble, 17 to 27 overall with Adebayo as his primary defender over the last two seasons. So it's not been something that they can solve. But what can you solve? Well, we do have Jimmy Butler, who's a very good on-ball defender who can match up with Jamal Murray. We have Kyle Lowry, who's a very good defender in his own right who can match up with any of the other backcourt pieces, namely Octavius Caldwell-Pope, but they want to chase him around, whatever it is. So what if the game plan is, you know what, Jokic? You get yours. And we're going to make sure that nobody else can do anything. And if you look at this postseason storm, and it's only three games, so it's a very small sample size. In the three losses that the Denver Nuggets have had in this postseason, Jokic has averaged 40 points. In the, in the 12 wins, he's averaged 27. So in other words, put it simply, you have a higher probability of winning these games if you're making, if you let Jokic get his and nobody else is getting it, because then he's got a higher load on his shoulders. He's taking the vast majority of the shot attempts. Shooters like Contavious Caldwell Pope, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray aren't getting involved. So that helps you out a lot. So it kind of seems like not the maybe like yeah. counterintuitive, right? Like, why would you let him do it? But I think if you're doing that and taking his ability, taking away his ability as a facilitator, I think that maximizes your probability of winning these games. So with that, is there any like alternate angle to buy in on that from a betting standpoint, like betting on Jokic other than MVP, considering mm. that's one of those things where he, he, he was already a massive favorite. And then people saw the yep. slight disparity from the series price and just betting Jokic. And so it seemed like more people bought in on that. And now the numbers at like minus three sixty. Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's almost like I wrote about this and you saw that. Um, Maybe. So you, you can find Nikola Jokic. <laughs> I was trying to be subtle. Right. Jeez. Uh, you can find Nikola Jokic to lead the finals in total points at plus 115. And I, I think that's a really good way to look at this, right? So it's outside of just the matchup itself. In the possessions in which he's going to match up with Bam Adebayo, as we gave you the numbers, he's probably going to have the advantage more often than not. Then if you expand it out and you say, what if the Heat are going to go down this path? What if they're going to be able to, if they're just going to say, you know what, we'll let you get yours. We're going to shut down everybody else. And on top of him just being an awesome player, all of that I think would lead you to look at Jokic at plus 115 to lead the lead the entire series in scoring. Because I, I think there's a very good shot, even at just the beginning of the series, if they adjust and change things, that's fine. But even at the beginning of the series, if they're comfortable just one-on-one, bam, with Jokic and making sure nobody else gets theirs, it puts you in a pretty good position here uh, to lead the series in scoring. So Jokic plus 115 to lead uh, total points leader, I think is definitely worth looking at. Awesome. And we will, throughout the course of the next two hours, get to a bunch of different prop betting opportunities that are available in this series when it comes to series spread as well as just individual player props. So um, great stuff from JVT there. We're going to turn our attention to the NFL. There was an interesting headline today that maybe wasn't super like news news, but it was notable with regard to Aaron Rodgers and his departure from the Packers. We'll take a look at that and more when we come back. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and more. You can download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. JVT, the Corgi, has spoken. Yeah, Nuggets in six. Although, I don't know if I count it. It was like a 45-second video, and the, the Corgi missed, I think, like 13 shots. Well, the Corgi isn't Jimmy Butler, okay? Can't do it all. I don't know. I don't really like it. <laughs> don't like it. Also, one of the things, the ball bounced in the heat basket and then into the Nuggets basket. So does that mean... Overtime comeback for the Denver Nuggets in game three? Ooh, Who's to say? maybe. I saw some props for if there were to be an overtime game three to one on the yes. So maybe if that's the vibe the Corgi's putting out there. Sure. I'm just trying to think just, outside the box. Just thinking. Was, was... just thinking outside the box. I did have one more follow-up question since we're not going to revisit the NBA um, for a few more segments what? here. For, sorry, we have to talk about some that's other That's my identity. Things. That's all I care about. But... The, there's been a lot made of the zone defense and the way mm-hmm. that just Denver has torn that up throughout the course of the year. How, is that legit? Is that real? Yeah, I think so. So for those who don't know, um, 1.12 points per possession for Denver this season uh, against the zone defense or against any zone defense, not just Miami's, of course. Uh, that is second best in the NBA per second spectrum tracking data. And if you look at it, just like general basketball stuff, Stormy, you know, they have the personnel to do it. First off, you know, the card, the cliche and cardinal rule for zone defense. We hear about it all the time in college. How do you break a team out of their zone? You shoot. Well, this is the best shooting team in the postseason, 39.8%. They've got three guys that shoot over 39% from three. They've got Nikola Jokic, who can shoot an effective clip from three-point range. And that's that's the key to it, too. It's always, it always goes back to Nikola Jokic. When you have a big who can operate in the free throw area, right, who can sit in the middle of a 2-3 zone and dissect it and find out where the passing lanes are going to go, or can operate along the perimeter, namely along like the wing near the elbow area, and isolate guys in his own right and then work from there, that's really a lot of like the keys, like the skeleton key, if you will, to unlocking teams in their zone defense. So I would say, yes, it's not just the number itself. It's the way that the heat, or excuse me, the Nuggets operate, what their personnel mm-hmm. look like that would tell you they can absolutely, I think, give the zone a lot of problems. Okay, yeah, it's an interesting conversation topic, especially because for the Heat, that's worked to their favor in a number of instances here in the playoffs. If you want the numbers really quickly, 0.9 points per possession for the Milwaukee Bucks against that zone defense in the first round, 0.95 for the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, Less than a point per possession for anybody who wants to know. uh, That's not very good. So uh, that has worked a very, very good way uh, for them. Okay, let's move to the NFL here real quickly because an article came out this morning on The Athletic from Matt Schneidman where he writes that back in 2021, Aaron Rodgers' agent requested from the Packers' president, Mark Murphy, to either trade Rodgers or fire GM Brian Gutekunst. So this is after he has the MVP season and they go This is going into last year then, right? Going into... 2022? Yeah, okay. Yes. 
Sorry, just so I can keep track of this in my head. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's been a very tumultuous mm-hmm. relationship. I don't think that that's a massive surprise to hear that that's something that happened behind the scenes, given everything we know that he has been so so vocal about. What I did find funny, though, was in this article, the interview that he that Rogers did, kind of detailing a lot of stuff for behind the scenes, which, by the way, he never actually confirmed that in the article. It was a source that was close to the situation. The writer asked Rogers about it. He deferred to his agent and his agent was unavailable for comment. So it's still just a source and never actually confirmed by either of the parties in, involved. But that's what he heard from it, behind the right. scenes. Yes. And so um, but I, what I thought was funny about it was that the interview took place on the phone. Okay. Considering all of the stuff with Rogers over this offseason saying that he couldn't talk on the phone because his, but he's in New York now. So he can talk on the phone because he has better service than he had in California. Wait, that was a thing? Yeah. I didn't know this, A really? big part of the the reasons why Gutekunst and the people in the higher-up positions for Green Bay like were saying we were trying to contact Aaron Rodgers all the time. He wasn't returning any of our calls. He ghosted us, essentially. Okay. And Rodgers was like, I have really bad service in my, in my house. Everybody that knows me knows that. If you don't FaceTime me because I have to use the Y, then I can't talk. You're a millionaire. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay. This is... Look, it's not surprising. This is Aaron Rodgers. I, I think at this point, it's par for the course for what we know about good old A-Rod. Um, that's, that's, I'm sorry. That's ridiculous on both ends, okay? First oh, off, absolutely. Right? The fir- first off, the fact that he would pull that, all right? My house is in a dead zone in the back of my room. I still get, I can still call people. That's ridiculous. And for Guda comes to be like, sorry, we tried. I don't know what to do. Like, that's, I, I can't believe any of this. But again, I can't it believe is, you didn't know that. That's no, funny. I didn't know. Yeah. I, that's, that's a story that's right up my alley, too. Um, <laughs> Look, at the end of the day, too, I mean, to spin this forward, this is Aaron Rodgers. This is exactly what we expect of him, I think. And I would say, you know, as we talk about the offseason for the New York Jets and what it means, to do, like you're putting a lot of your eggs in the basket for, I think there's a high probability of just one season. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, your window is tight, it is small, and I don't think there's a high probability. I mean, there's a low probability for any team winning a Super Bowl. I, I think it's insane that they just they, they decided to do this. And we've talked about how I feel about the Jets in the, the market and uh, playoffs and everything like that, but... If, again, big picture. Are you surprised? Like, this is exactly who the guy is. Yeah. Wow. And, well, my thing is, like, this is two years ago now. Who really cares anymore? We all know it was a tumultuous situation when they mm-hmm. drafted Jordan Love and that he didn't have the relationship with management that he wanted or expected to have in terms of his say in personnel and different decisions. They tried to wave the white flag, essentially, and extend the olive branch when they brought Randall Cobb back for him and stuff. Uh, the Devontae Adams situation, he dove into that a little bit, saying that he felt like they lowballed Devontae Adams on his initial offer, and then they never were able to really recoup from then on because Devontae felt like he was the best receiver mm. in the NFL at the time and he wasn't getting his due. Neither here nor there. As we do push this forward, as you said, to this coming season, there are a few props out there, and Rodgers' passing yards is now available at 4,050 and a half yards over his even money, plus 100, as I know you love to say. Yes, under <laughs> Under minus 120. Um, he has 10 4,000-yard seasons to his name, so not unreasonable to think that he could do it again, but what do you think of the number? No, what's the exact number again? 4,050 and a half. 4,050 and a half. No, I don't think it's unreasonable, but I, I think a lot of these, so let's, let's look at the opponents are going to face you know, again, you're facing, I, I think you have four games against two of the better defenses in the NFL. That'd be the Buffalo Bills. That would be the New England Patriots. You got to face those secondaries twice. I think that's going to be a little bit of a challenge for you. Uh, you're breaking in, albeit a system in which you have played in, uh, still a one that you have to help uh, your wide receivers and others get acclimated. Uh, a big thing with Aaron Rodgers, too, is going to get that uh, chemistry gelling and ready to go. I think that's going to be a little bit of an issue for him as you move forward. Uh, and if you look at the schedule, I think scattered throughout it, are some pretty decent secondaries you're going to have to face, namely especially in that first column, right? You're talking about the Broncos. You're talking about the Eagles, among others. Back half of the schedule, maybe you rack some stuff up, but I would say overall I would lean under uh, when I'm thinking about all of the factors that come in together for that. But I'm also – I hate to feel like a broken record, but I think you kind of said it's a theme with me and the Jets. Like, it's not negative, but I just feel like the market, when you're talking about anything Aaron Rodgers, anything New York Jets, has really, like – overinflated a lot of what you're expecting for this team. And you're going to be living on a razor's edge if you're betting these things over or yeses on the New York Jets. Absolutely. it's uh, They have not had a winning season since 2016. Their win total set at 9.5 coming into this year. They haven't made the playoffs since 2010. I was also listening, looking a little bit deeper into like Aaron Rodgers' numbers versus Jets quarterbacks, period, over the time that Aaron Rodgers has been a starter in the league. Mm. He's only thrown double-digit interceptions three times in his career as a starter. 
in that same time frame that he has been starting in the league. Every year. Every year. Yeah, really? The Jets have had double-digit interceptions. Every year. Turnovers have just killed this team over that time span. And you really, like, go through. Rodgers, and if we do, like, a head-to-head, Rodgers over here, Jets over here since 2008. Touchdown to interception ratio, Rodgers number one in the league, Jets are last. Passer rating, Rodgers number one in the league, Jets are last. Total passing touchdowns, Rodgers number one in the league, Jets are last. So it's uh, it's definitely an upgrade at the position from what they've had historically, and I think with that comes just massive expectations. How much are they going to be able to live up to that remains to be seen. As far as the division goes, um, is it still the Bills' division in a sense, and or is it oh. more up for grabs considering – the depth of the division coming into this I, year. I mean, so I think it's I think it's up for grabs. I, you know, I, I'm very I've, I've said it a lot. Uh, among the teams that I'm the highest on are the New England Patriots. So I, I think that brings the floor of mm-hmm. the division up. We know how good the Miami Dolphins can be offensively. Now, I think this is a division that's that's pretty wide open for the taking. And I think you could very much make the argument when you're looking at everything that the Jets should not be considered the second best team in this division. So no, I would say that this thing is is up for grabs for the most part. That the Bills deserve to be favored. But I think you can make strong cases for pretty much every team in this division if you really break mm-hmm. it down to win this thing. The only thing that's working against the Patriots is that difficulty of the schedule because I do think there's so many reasons to believe that they're going to be improved this season, most notably the fact that they have a legitimate offensive right. coordinator. Yep. So, um, But, yeah, that schedule is just really, really tough when you look at it. But the Bills are your favorite in the division, the Jets – Number two on the odds board in that plus 250, plus 260 range. We've got to step aside here real quickly, but when we come back, we will take a look at the Stanley Cup final matchup between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers, another South Florida eight seed that's made it all the way to the finals. How those two stack up and if there are any bets to be made in the series and game one that's coming up this Saturday from Las Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. We'll also have EJ Raddick a little bit later on in the show. NHL network reporter and host get his insight onto the series. Don't go anywhere. This is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Take your sports betting game to the next level this summer with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up now for just $9.99. Get access to everything we do, including daily pro picks on all of the summer action, including NFL and college football futures bets, premium analysis. From our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24-7 video access and pro tools like our exclusive betting splits showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Start betting smarter. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe and sign up now. This is a really good week for sports with the NBA and NHL finals in tandem this coming week. The southernmost championship in Stanley Cup final history Coming at you this week with the Florida Panthers and Vegas Golden Knights going head-to-head. That series beginning this Saturday right here in Vegas at T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights in the series, a minus-125 favorite. Panthers, plus-105 range. That has changed a little bit here. And in Game 1, the Vegas Golden Knights at home lay in minus-135. The Panthers available at a slight plus-money price at plus-115. Total sitting 5.5. Why the clap? Sorry, I just uh, I just re- remembered something that I wanted to do during the break for us that would help throughout the show. I'm, so. Okay, so but I needed a pen and paper. Break. It was gonna yeah, I was gonna do. Do you it want later. one right now? I have a pen. For yeah, you. but I'm not gonna do it on the air. Oh, it's dang. very boring. Okay, it's Oppor- math related. Opportunity missed. Yeah, you're always just like doodling over there doing different math stuff. Try, I, so. I studied journalism for a reason. But I am. Ex- I hated math too. It's actually Did you incredible. Really? I, when I was a kid, like you're an analytics person. Though. I was That's good so at it. Weird. But uh, yeah, I was good at it. But I hated it. Like I thought it was very boring. Now I'm like looking up like you know YouTube videos on standard deviation and all sorts of nonsense. It's ridiculous. I was not good at it, and I didn't enjoy it. So it was you know worst of both situations. You should have seen me when I have to actually do calculations for things. I told you I got really into during the XFL season the DC Defenders mm-hmm. beer snake. And I was doing like mathematical calculations for addition the, and subtraction. The out- no, there was some <laughs> there was some multiplication in there too. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. But even just like trying to figure out the feet and inches and ounces of beer and all of this different stuff, I like it took me way longer than it would have taken a normal person to accomplish. Twelve inches and a feet. I got that thing. In a foot, in a foot actually. actually yeah. Yes. Well See, done. There you go. Three feet <laughs> um, in a yard. How about that? As it pertains to the Stanley Cup final, though, I already said the number, so I'm done with that portion of this thing. But two teams Mm -hmm. that are both looking for their first Stanley Cup final in franchise history, one franchise younger than the other, but still two of the younger 
in younger ones in the one NHL of them is as old as us. What, how old are you? You're 30, 30 right? Yeah, there yes. you go. One of them is, is yeah. exactly as old as you. Man, what a time to be 10 alive. years away from 40. <laughs> oh, why would you put it that way? <laughs> Come on. Um, but these are two teams that are very much so, I feel like, built, built to win now. Mm. They don't exactly have, you know, draft picks galore coming up. I think the Florida Panthers' next first-round pick is in 2026. Right. So F they them picks. F them picks. It's the, the Rams special here. And... I'm really, really excited for it. I think it has potential for a long series. And if you go head-to-head, I do – I mean, I have a Vegas Golden Knights ticket. I'm a fan. I'm a former reporter for the team. I want them to win desperately as a Las Vegas native who was born and raised here, which I'm sure you can relate. I I would hope that you would want them to win. Yes. But I know you're more on the fence than I am. But I feel like if I put these two teams head-to-head and I look at their Mm -hmm. forward depth, I would give the Vegas Golden Knights the edge, the way that they can spread things out, score from anywhere, and can rule four lines. If I'm looking at decor, I feel like, again, I would give them the edge for what they have shown in the regular season and playoffs, the physicality edge that they bring there. My question mark comes in net because Sergei Bobrovsky for the Florida Panthers is an X factor. He has been incredible ever since he took over in round one against the Boston Bruins, 11-2 and in his starts here so far in the playoffs, and I think is very... Very dangerous, knowing what I know about the Golden Knights and their difficulties in postseasons past getting caught up by a hot goaltender. Mm-hmm. So here's my question for you. We talked a little bit about this off the air. The performance of uh, Bobrovsky, is that something that you think is lightning in a bottle, has gotten really hot, and you don't think it's sustainable over the course of a large sample size? Or is this what Bobrovsky is going to be capable of? as you move forward over a larger sample size. I feel like it's one of those things where he's gotten into a rhythm. And even though this is like a, he's like a different person than what we mm. saw in the regular season. It, it, it's real. I just, I, I would find it hard to believe that it would flame out to the extent like Jake Ottinger flamed out yeah. in the postseason. I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like he has been too good. He's gained too much confidence and momentum for his team too. I think there's almost this factor where the decor is playing better in front of him because he's had their back in so many instances. Yes. Yeah. So I ask that because, you know, and I'll liken this to the only thing that I know about, which is basketball. And when you look Regression at Regression to the mean well, or something kinda, like that. Kinda, yeah. Like essentially, right? Like, you know, a lot of people are like, ha ha, you know, see the heater here. And it's like, well, yes, but if, and I wrote about it in the finals preview, which is like, we can look at like three different statistical categories in which they have, like, for example, against the Boston Celtics, you know, they shot their percentage on wide open threes against the Boston Celtics was the best rate of hit. Uh, on wide-open three-point attempts in a series for a single team in 10 years. You know what I mean? So, like, when we're talking about Bobrovsky, Bobrovsky, you know, are we banking on that? Are you banking on performance, you know, the best we've seen in X amount of years? Because to me, if I'm betting on a series, if I'm looking at anything, whether it be hockey, NHL, you know, baseball, whatever, I kind of want to go back to where I feel essentially safe, which is, all right, the numbers are telling me over the course of a larger sample size that this should not be occurring as often as it is. And with Bobrovsky, when you're talking about facing at even strength nonetheless so far this postseason, 194 high danger chances, you know, like that's that's pretty crazy when you're looking at it, yeah. especially when you're talking about it by comparison, the Vegas Golden Knights have only allowed 160 high danger chances at even strength. So if they're going to continue the Florida Panthers defense to give up this high rate of high danger chances and Bobrovsky is going to continue to turn those things away, I guess you just like tip your cap and say good luck. But for me, and you tell me if I'm wrong in this analysis, when I have a team in Vegas who has the depth at forward that they do, who do they have? They have 10 guys who have scored at least a goal, or is yes. it 16? Something like that. Oh, no, it's 16. 16 it's 10, guys who have scored at least one goal. It was goal nine or 10 this past series. Yes, okay, thank you. Uh, right? So if, if we have this scoring depth, a, a, an offense that is going to be able to pepper you with shots and generate those high danger chances, why would I not think then that over the course of this series, that Bobrovsky is, to lack of a better term, due to kind of turn into a pumpkin? And go back to what we expected of. So I just, I don't th- I just don't feel that I don't feel yeah. like he's going to turn into a pumpkin. Vibes. That said, I think the Golden Knights do have enough to get to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that he's going to lay an egg like we saw the Golden Knights have a six nothing shutout to close out the Dallas Stars. I don't think that type of a game is more likely to happen in this series. Um, but I do feel like they're capable of getting to him and winning close games. Whereas. Um, Maybe in, I mean, that's the thing about the Florida Panthers. They're not dominating teams largely. Like a lot of these games are closely contested games. They've just ended up on the better side of because of him. Like I just see, like, as I'm looking through the numbers now, according to natural stat trick at even strength, the Florida Panthers have given up 194 high danger chances and only 14 high danger goals. Yeah. That's, 
That's yeah. ridiculous. That's a ridiculous proportion. I think they're called high danger for a yeah. reason. Like there's a lot of danger that it's going to go into well, the like, net. I bet the Golden Knights. I'm not trying. Like I'm not going to. No, of course. But I'm just saying like for me as somebody who looks at it from in this lens. For sure. You know what I mean? Like I I, kind of, I keep finding myself going like, all right. Like again, like in terms of um, like the high danger goals, you know, 16 high danger goals against the Vegas Golden Knights on 160 high mm-hmm. danger chances. So like that's a much, you know, again, larger or smaller proportion. Like that's. I don't know. That's wild to me looking at those numbers. Again, I'm not super well-versed, so maybe that's yeah. about accurate, but I feel like those two things don't compete. For sure. I have I have an interesting stance in this because, like I said, I'm, I'm rooting for the Golden Knights. I bet them I have that series price in pocket, but I also have a 5-1 to one Sergei Bobrovsky to win Con Smythe ticket in pocket. He's still available at over 2-1, to one, and maybe that's your safety net type yeah. of a situation where if, like, if the Florida Panthers were to win this series, it's going to have to be because he's playing insane and he's been ridiculous. I would lean Bobrovsky more than I would Matthew Kachuk, who I know has taken a lot of Con Smythe money as well. Random question for you, because every postseason, there are lots of discussions about the superstition surrounding the touching of conference trophies and how that impacts the team's fortunes. All this. So the Florida Panthers touched their trophy. The Golden Knights did not. The Golden Knights touched it back in 2018 mm. when they went on to lose. So Jonathan Marchessault, so after the game, was like, get away. Nobody touched it. Nobody was freaking out about it. Now, here's my issue. According to ESPN Stats and Information Research, each of the past four head-to-head touch versus no-touch cup finals have been won by the team that touched the trophy. Interesting. How do we have information on that, by the way? Oh, that's, that's hysterical It's to easy me. to go back to. <laughs> uh, then uh, that would also say, again, tying in the We got to break history here. Well, that and the only thing that I know, uh, which is – Jimmy Butler and the Heat, or at least Jimmy Butler, refused to touch the trophy. The Celtic or the Nuggets were all over that thing, hmm. slobbing all over it. So, so I mean, there people have tried to make argument that there is some thought process to this, like, oh, that team's loose, they're comfortable, they're ready. The other team's a little too uptight, not touching it. Da da da. I don't buy into that at all. I'm not. I'm. I follow the Office, right? I'm not superstitious. I'm a little stitious. Mm-hmm. One of those. So, I get a little anxious. I wouldn't touch it. Well, it's like, you know, the thing that I've never understood is the whole, I think it's more hockey than anything else, but the don't step on the logo in the locker room, right? Because it's on the floor. Yeah. Then why put it it. on the floor? Well, that's why a lot of teams put it on the roof now. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that was, I I hate that in in general. When I first started working for the team, I was very, very conscious and neurotic about it. But even like, I took, I went to the the NHL Hall of Fame Museum, right? In Toronto. And I was standing next to the Stanley Cup because there are two of them, fun fact. I was standing next mm-hmm. to the one that's there and I got close to it and fans lost their minds. Like, don't touch it. What are you doing? I was like, I didn't touch it. I'm just standing next to it. But even if I did touch it, move on. That's right. Tell them. I haven't interviewed uh, or I have an opportunity to interview the Stanley Cup guy just later this week. Oh, really? I'm not going to do it. Here, oh. I haven't earned the opportunity. Here's something else. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Use a BetMGM bonus bet to place your next wager on any game in any sport to receive your bonus bet. All you got to do is log into your BetMGM account every Saturday and Wednesday between May 13th through June 7th to bet on any game of your choice. Then add any type of bet on any game to your bet slip and activate your bonus bet. There's no deposit or additional wager required. This bonus bet's on the house. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Promotional offer may differ per customer. 21 and up only to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, Ontario, and Washington, D.C. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in select states. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Kansas and Nevada. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7 for confidential help in Minnesota in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Welcome back to the Lombardi line. And so this segment that that we're doing here, I was inspired by my young sister who is 21 years old. She's always using all these slang terms to me that I don't understand. And I feel like at 30 years old, I'm not like that old. I'm not that outdated, but I definitely am with the way that she speaks to me sometimes. But so... Basically, uh, usually on the Lombardi line, we do doubt or no doubt, Mm -hmm. right? So we're doing facts or cap today. Okay. I don't think you need to do the hands. I think you do. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think this. Cap. Oh, that probably looked too much like a bust in the cap. That's, um, I had to explain to you what cap meant, which is kind of sad. I'm two years older than you. Listen, I just wanted to confirm. I knew what it meant, but I asked for confirmation. It also might say more about me and my immaturity. (laughs) Okay. So are you ready? We have a few uh, sports yes. ones, just a few fun ones as well. But we're going to start with a topic that we already discussed earlier today in Mr. Aaron Rodgers. He will not only end the Jets' playoff drought this year, but be the missing piece for an AFC title appearance. Facts or cap? That's cap. That's cap. Uh, they're not going to make it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say it. They're not even going to make it to the playoffs. What? Yep. The drought since 2010 continues. It continues. Why do you think that it's going to be that that far gone a conclusion? Because the gonna Patriots are going to take that last ah. spot. I see. It all makes sense. Along with the Cleveland Browns, along with the Los Angeles Chargers and the Denver Broncos and all the other really good teams that are in the AFC that they're going to have to compete with. Did you see him and Miles Teller celebrating a Jets Super Bowl at the Taylor Swift concert with the confetti coming down? He couldn't. I mean, Miles (laughs) Teller is just such a stand-up human being from what I understand. It really makes a lot of sense that Aaron Rodgers and him would be hanging out together. I don't get it. Is this sarcasm? Yeah. Why? Uh, Is he not a good person? There's a lot There's a lot of stories out there. About Miles Teller? Yeah. Are there really? Yeah. You didn't know this? No. Yeah, I'll have to look some up. Sounds like a stand-up guy. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to have to get Googling now. See, maybe this is just another sign showing my age that I'm not up <laughs> on pop culture like that. I just thought he was very good in Maverick Top Gun. Well, yeah, so. what was it? Uh, like, uh, he's unnecessarily good in, like, a lot of those, like, really small roles in movies you're never going to hear of. Like, he was. He was good in Top Gun. It was also Top Gun. Like, let's relax. Okay, geez, I didn't realize that we were on the Miles Teller haterade sipping road. I, mean, I just said he was a good actor. How's that hating? In small roles that he's not like. Yeah, it's Top Gun. That no one's it's ever like heard an, of. That was like o- the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard. It's a, it's an overtly cheesy mm. movie, like with the the part where uh, what, what's her name? Who's the, the love interest of Tom Cruise in that movie? I just told you that I don't even know drama about Miles Teller. You think I know actresses' names Top Gun? for random people? Top I Gun did, Maverick? but she wasn't like... Like the corny scene where they, he like jumps out of the window and the daughter's there. And she's like, don't hurt him again. And he's like, 
like defensive <laughs> head nod. Like it's a corny All movie. Right. We don't need an Let's Oscar worthy performance. Move on, shall we? You shouldn't waste your money in the NBA MVP market unless you feel comfortable laying 360 because nobody's winning that thing but Nikola Jokic. Facts or cap? Uh, as a jaded MVP better, I'll say facts with a caveat. I think it's just bet the best player on the team that you think is going to win. You know, so if it's like Miami, if you think Miami's going to win, bet Jimmy Butler. If you think it's Denver, bet Nikola Jokic. Uh, more often, actually not even more often than not, every single time, they're going to give it to him. Every time Alonzo Mourning is going <laughs> to wink at the guy and give him the trophy before it's if announced. only that's when you could place the bets. If you could yeah. place the bets post-wink. Yes. That would be great. Every single time. I'm trying to think of, like, who's a former Nugget that would come in and hand the trophy over to freaking Nikola Jokic before it's announced. So you don't think a Jamal Murray, though, has a shot in this market? I mean, actually, so this is the thing. Like, you know, I said I made the joke, the uh, corny joke yesterday. It was like, every time I think I'm done, they're going to pull me back in. You're going to tell me that 20 to 1 on Jamal Murray to win this thing? Jamal Murray was averaging it's enticing. 28, uh, what is it, 5 and 6 in terms of rebounds and assists on over 45% shooting from the floor in this postseason? You know, only has that amount of a, a probability of winning that thing? I would say absolutely not. But at the same time, if Jokic comes in and has just an average series for Jokic, which throughout this postseason averages 27, 10, and 13, then, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hard to dethrone Nikola Jokic. Okay, facts or cap. If you're in the same house as someone, you should not text them. You should, like, it's not okay to text somebody from the other room in the house. You should go up and get them. I mean, if you guys are having problems before you get married, I mean, you don't have to bring this to the show. <laughs> Can you tell this uh, is something that's a pet peeve of mine? I think it's so weird. Like, we're in the same house. Why are you texting me? I mean, I think there's certain My situations. My siblings do it, too. It's What if so you're weird. in the back of the house and they can't hear you? Walk, use your little feet. Well, what if you're me. What if you in a precarious situation? And you, what you, is that precarious? Do you really need me to, like, s- spell this out? If you're going to the restroom, yes. is that what, what you're saying? What if you had some TP and you need something? Nobody's <laughs> hearing you call that for help. That could be the one exception. Okay, there you that's go. That's the lone exception. Or hit up, hit up Alexa and throw an announcement out there. <laughs> like, yo, we need some TP back here. Help me out. The Florida Panthers are giving Team of Destiny vibes. Facts or cap? Uh, cap, because I would say that the Team of Destiny would be the Vegas Golden Knights, would it not? Why do you say that? I mean, uh, what's what's his face? Bill Foley. Bill Foley. Yeah, six, what, a Nostradamus. title in six years? Yep, he says that. Here's the year, the Before back Before the they finals. ever took the ice, yep. he said playoffs in three, raising the Stanley Cup in six. And here they are, year six. Just four wins away from hoisting Lord Stanley's Well, cup, a lot of trophy? folks do think, it, yes, Lord Stanley's Cup. A okay. lot of folks do think it's the Florida Panthers, though, based on the road that they took to get here, barely making the playoffs. It's kind of a similar situation to the Miami Heat, where they were you know, down yep. against the Chicago Bulls, end up winning the play-in, and then going on the run that they did, beating the Bucks right out the gate. The Florida Panthers barely made the postseason, had not the Pittsburgh Penguins just, you know, did what they did. I was going to say... Collapsed? Uh, I was going to use a different phrase, which I'll tell you in the commercial break, which I can't say on the radio or television. Poop the bed? But yes, that's the one. There you go. But you just say it that way. Anyway, I just hate that word. But so they that happened late, and then they go on and beat, obviously, the Boston Bruins after being down three games to none. They beat one of the best offensive teams in the league in the Toronto Maple Leafs, sweep the Carolina Hurricanes, who, despite all of their depth issues, were really playing good hockey. And so... Now in a good spot to win their first Stanley Cup. We'll see what happens there. The proper way to prep a toothbrush is water, then toothpaste, then uh, water. Mm, yeah, I think that's what I do. Right? Yeah. That's what I do, too. The, the water sandwich, if you will. I saw this thing on Twitter the other day that it was like serial killer behavior if you put the toothpaste on the toothbrush before water. No, the serial killer behavior is just going in dry. Do people do that? I'm sure they do. Just Ooh. use the saliva as the natural lubricant. It's Ew. disgusting. I do not like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vegas being secretive about Jimmy G's surgery should be cause for concern for Raiders backers. Of course. Fact. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because there's a lot of Raiders media members who are carrying the water for the Raiders and just being like, there's nothing to see here. Like, of course there's something to see here. He had He has a foot injury. And sure, does Jimmy Garoppolo clearly by the actions taken – think that he's going to be fine sure I mean he believes in himself why wouldn't you it's you know you as an athlete would believe in yourself but there is a reality here where the prized offseason acquisition of Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't see the field and your quarterback rotation is Aiden O'Connell who by the way this is the best tweet I've seen in a very long time looks like an actor playing Derek Carr in a movie about Devontae Adams (laughs) it's it's absolutely brilliant and when you're looking at that or Brian Hoyer and that's maybe your quarterback rotation. Sorry, Chase Garbers, I'll, I guess I'll count you. That's a nightmare. So, yeah, I think that's a really big deal. 
Jordan Love should be the best first year full time starting quarterback this season. Fact. I'm all I, so I'm there's two teams at the bottom of their division in terms of odds that I'm all in on. Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots. And all in like as much as you can be on those teams. Yeah. And that I think the probability of them, especially with the Green Bay Packers. Like you the like t- their win total over, you think that they're gonna be competitive I in think the division, so, that man. kind like, of stuff. Okay. Look, and I, I readily admit this as data sample size guy, I I Stormy. Go back and watch Jordan Love coming into that Philadelphia Eagles game last year. The guy looked calm. He looked cool. He knew what he was doing. He's making his reads. I think sitting back and learning everything has really helped them out. It's a very talented team. That's a wide receiver core that all of a sudden has a lot of talent, I think, when you're looking at the way that some of these guys have developed, including Christian Watson at the top of it. And that defense has a lot of talent on it. Mm-hmm. So if you're telling me that the Packers are the worst, like the last choice in the NFC North that is perfectly winnable, um, I'm in. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay, last one for you. Speaking of serial killer behavior, eating Pop-Tarts without frosting is serial killer material. That's just wrong. Facts or cat? My favorite Pop-Tart flavor is unfrosted strawberry. Are you lying? No, love unfrosted strawberry. It's the best one. JVT! The best one. What is wrong with you? Absolutely the best one. Oh my gosh, no. When I eat a strawberry Pop-Tart, I eat the crust around the the edges just so that I can have like the frosting pieces by itself and not have to have that introduced. No. That's wild. Un- unfrosted strawberry is the best one. Although I, I don't really, I can't really find it. Although I will say, I think we can all agree, uh, toaster strudels are. Toaster strudels. Oh, the strawberry cream yeah. cheese ones. Very good. Chef's kiss. And speaking of things that are toasted, toasted pop tarts are actually incredible. I really what like actually the chocolate fudge, cho- the chocolate fudge pop tart toasted. Throw a little. I can't believe it's not butter on it. Game changer. We got EJ Raddick coming up next, talking NHL Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> you looking at me like I'm crazy. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.